What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up, midweek edition, as always. Uh, Mets and Yankees tonight, we got a Subway Series. Ragging rights at stake. That's pretty much all that's at stake. The Jets continue training camp as they have their fifth day of practice. And the Giants and Saquon Barkley, believe it or not, have come to an agreement on a one-year deal. All that plus Mark Mancini back again this week with some baseball talk. Welcome to the show, everybody. Bob Walters here. A lot going on. We're going to make it pretty brief. We got uh, Mark Mancini coming up in a couple minutes. Uh, He's a Pittsburgh guy. Pittsburgh uh, radio personality. He's out in L.A. these days. He he does uh, a whole bunch of radio, a whole bunch of podcasts. Um, He's all over the baseball. I saw him on the field at the uh, the Angels game the other night. We'll talk to him about everything and trade deadline, stuff like that. But uh, we got a... Subway Series tonight, do you care? I, I'm already on the record of saying is I'm not really a big Subway Series guy. To me, it, it, it's not a big thing. Um, we because, one, because we saw the ultimate Subway Series in 2001. We saw the World Series. It's a, you know When you get a World Series, that's the true Subway Series. So these games, and especially now with the way the teams are playing, the Mets coming off of the losing two out of three to... Boston, in Boston. The Yankees coming off a sweep of Kansas City, but uh, does that really mean anything? I mean, are, are you are Yankee fans, are you really getting excited and, and now think you're in contention because yeah, you won three games over Kansas City, who's a disaster? I mean, you take the wins, don't get me wrong, you take the wins, but let's be real. They're, they're barely a major league team. So the question now coming up is, is are these two teams buyers? Are they sellers? Are they teams that are going to stay pat. And you know what? With the Mets, I, I think the Mets just, they need to, to wave the white flag because it's over this year at least, okay? I don't think you're going to really, I don't think they should move Scherzer or Verlander for the very reason, for the very thing is you're not going to get a lot. You're going to end up paying most of their salary, most of their next year's salary as well because they're both going to be picking up the option, the player option. So you're going to be paying these salaries and then for what? A couple, you know, my low-level minor leaguers, maybe a, a low-level high-end prospect that, that may or may not turn out to anything, and then plus paying 20-something million, that, that's basically the equivalent of paying $20 million for a double-A player that you're going to get. And to me, I would just rather roll the dice and have him on the team. And I know, I, I mean, I'm done with Charger. I really don't want him on the team. But economically and baseball-wise, you probably got a better chance of Scherzer turning it around than having a low-level prospect make it through your system into the major leagues and be a star. That that that's basically what you're looking at. You know, one or the other. Do you want? Do you trust that Scherzer is going to turn it around and be a decent pitcher next year, or do you think that you're going to get a low-level Double A player who you're willing to pay twenty million for this, next year to play in your Double A system? Do you think he's going to come rise through the ranks and, and be a star in the league? And the the better chances is Scherzer. And if nothing else, just to have him pitching on your team, you know, people will come out to see him because it is a business. Don't forget, it's always a business. So we got Verlander and Herman pitching tonight. Verlander's been better. Okay, his last time out against the White Sox was probably his best start as a Met. He went the eight innings. He be uh. Gave up no runs. I think he gave up two hits. It, it was his best start. Herman has been okay. 
Um, nothing special tonight. Uh, Vientos, again, not in the lineup. I, I mean, Vogelback is DHing tonight, okay? And I get it. He's a lefty at Yankee Stadium. It's the short porch. But you got to be able to make contact to hit it out over the short porch, right? You can't swing and miss and get a home run at Yankee Stadium. The rules are still the same. So I don't know why they keep running Vogelback out there. I hope there's a team somewhere that is wants Vogelback. I can't imagine how, but uh, there was a report a couple days ago. The teams have actually gone, you know, kicking the tires with the Mets to see, you know, hey, who's going to be available? Is this guy, you know, who are you going to make available? What, what kind of deals are you looking at? And the Mets have told them that they don't want that. They're not ready to to wave up the white flag. They're not ready to to, to deal players yet. Now, when teams come come knocking on the Mets door like that this week, it you know it's not for Tommy Pham and for 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 Robertson and for for Rally and and those guys. It's not because. You know, th- those guys are important. Pe- they could be an important piece to a, a, a championship team. But, but let's be real. These teams are, are going to come, and they're going to want – they're probably even asking about Beatty. They're probably asking about – you know, they, they, they want Verlander. I, 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 and they want Scherzer probably. Now, when I say that they want Verlander and Scherzer, because I have been saying now nobody's going to want them, because nobody's going to want them to pay them. They're going to want the Mets to pay, like I just told you, for a low-level, you know – high-end prospects, and I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And and I think the Mets will be sellers. I think there's going to be a lot of guys you'll see on this team now, tonight, that won't be on this team in two weeks. But I don't think it's going to be any of the big names that you think. And I think the Angels also, coming off a good weekend against the Pirates, are going to be, buy- are going to be buyers now. So I don't think Shohei Otani's going anywhere. I don't think... I don't think I think it's the smart move probably to not get rid of them. So they they everybody in that in that in that West, everybody in the NL West, excluding the Rockies, is going for it. In the AL West, you know you got it's an it's an open thing. The Central, the the Reds in the NL, the Reds are, are red hot. They're going to be buyers. The Orioles are going to be buyers. The Angels, the Marlins, the Cubs are right on that on the. You know, they're two games under 500, but they're not finished because the Reds, do you believe in the Reds? Do, do you believe in the Reds as a, a playoff team? I mean, they are clearly going to believe in themselves. They're going to go for it. The Cardinals, I think, kind of played their way out of it this, this last weekend um, against the Cubs. They had a rough call. There was a rough uh, strike three call on, I forget who, at the plate. And then there was a, an ejection. And, and the Cardinals never really recovered from that. And I think the Cardinals are really going nowhere. So I think the Cardinals, as far as buyers, I don't think they're going to be buyers. But I think they're the kind of team that they're an okay team. They're probably, they, have a, they have a fan base that supports them. It's not like New York. You know, I don't know if you could rebuild in New York. It's tough. Because, I, I mean, it's tough to rebuild. In, any, in anywhere in New York. I mean, the, look at the Jets. The Jets were in a rebuild. And then, bam. Aaron Rodgers comes available. They grab him. You know, the, the Rangers are in a rebuild. The Rangers were in a rebuild. And then what happens? Panarin becomes available and they grab him. And they fire JD and his whole thing. In New York, I mean, there's very little rebuild. The Giants are still in the middle of a rebuild. Giants fans might say that, okay, you know, we made the playoffs. Now we, we're expecting back to Super Bowls. The Giants are in the middle of a rebuild. That was a surprise last year. 
So as far as the and the baseball teams especially, like the Yankees, are the Yankees going to be sellers? I don't think so. I don't think the Yankees are going to be sellers. Now, are they going to be big-time buyers? And I don't think so either. I think that, you know, as far as the Mets and the Yankees goes, there's going to be some moves. I think the Yankees will acquire some people. I think the Mets will let some people go, but I don't think it's going to be the big names that you're thinking of. Okay? So that's what's going on there. Um, Giants came to terms with Saquon Barkley. I, I'm not sure. I was under the impression that the, the, the ship had sailed on making a deal. Like, I don't really get why, what the deal is, why they, why they even had a deadline last week. I get they, they slapped the franchise tag on him. So what happens now? So is it, it's, a, it's basically the same deal as the franchise tag. It's $10, $11 million for this year. There's a couple incentives as far as 1,300 yards or get an extra million and X amount of catches. It's the same deal. I mean, if, he's, if he feels better about it and it's going to get him on the field, then, you know, good, good job, I guess. But like I said, the running backs are not a big... <laughs> it really. I mean, Saquon's a good player. I'd rather have Saquon than not have Saquon, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. So, so Saquon's back. He will be reporting to camp. He's got a deal. You know, if that makes him feel better, that makes him feel better. It is what it is. So let's now get to our guest, um, Mark Mancini. Joined us last week. Going to be joining us this week. Going to be joining us next week. He's going to be a, a regular on these wrap-up shows. So we're going to have him on the phone for about 20 minutes. Let's get to that now. Here's Mark Mancini. All right, now we're joined by our guest, Mark Mancini. He was with us last week. He's going to be with us next week. He's with us all. He's going to be with us all the time going forward here on the, the weekend wrap-up, our second show here on Locked Up Sports. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you doing this week? Oh, man, it's always a pleasure, buddy, man, to rip up this show on a Tuesday must-see, must-hear radio, baby. Absolutely. Um, now, I saw, I saw you on the field this week over down in uh, L.A., the Angels. I guess the Pirates were in town. Uh, tell, tell us about that. Who who are you on the field to see? Well, I was out there covering my Bucks, my uh, beloved Bucks. Uh, they came up short in that game. The Angels kind of hammered them, took two out of three. I uh, was out there with Tarek Brock, saw all the guys. I mean, uh, on the other side of the coin, Shohei Otani, Phil Nevin. I mean, it's great. Anaheim Stadium is nice, clean stadium. I loved it, man. And uh, thanks to uh, my boys over there at XM to get me covered for it. And, uh I guess the next go around will be the Phillies and Padres Labor Day in San Diego. Look at that! I'm going to have to use you for some uh, for some credentials yeah. at some point. Um, now that that the, good place to start right there. Trade deadline: the Angels, the Pirates, teams going in two opposite directions. Now I don't think the Angels are really going anywhere this year, but they swept the Yankees and then they played well against the Pirates. I think they might be buyers. I don't think Shohei's going. They're going to get rid of Otani at all. I think the that the Angels are going to be buyers, and I think the Pirates are, are going to be sellers. Well, I'll tell you one thing. This week is probably the most important week in Angels franchise history. What do you do with Shohei Otani? Do you give him away? The Giants have been rumored to you know uh, jump in on this, and, and Mike Yastrzemski is going the other way, I heard, and maybe some top-notch prospects. But it's a two-month rental. Unless you have a, a chance to sign this guy, which is probably going to be about seven hundred million for about ten years. I think he's going to stay on the West Coast uh, as a free agent. So I'm thinking maybe a Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego get in the mix. The Angels, if they can sign him, you know he wants to win. That'll be the big key. As far as the Pirates, let me tell you something. They got a nucleus of young guys there, man. They're bringing guys up from the AAA Altoona. They're going to be tough to beat. They're they're all. 
you know, with the veteran leadership there and everything, I like the Pirates. I mean, look at they've got two number one picks in the last three years. Uh, Henry Davis, they got Paul Skeens. They're going to be something. They got the kid that threw yesterday, the 11th uh, pitching prospect in their system. I mean, they've got some guys coming through the pipeline there. I think Pittsburgh's, you know, pretty well set. Even if they don't make it to the playoffs, they still can hold their head up high. They're not losing 100 games. Well, there you go, folks. If you didn't know before, he's a Pirates fan, clearly. (laughs) They were were good. They were good. They they got out to a, a good start. They jumped out. But then they, you know, they, they turned into the Pirates. And what they did is now that now they're, they're fading. They do. They have some young players. They have some young talent. But, I mean, listen, and this is coming from a Mets fan. Don't take offense for it. But when you're saying yeah. they're not going to lose 100 games as a win, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I think, I think in, in anything, you know, Bob, you've got to look at progress over regress. If you can progress every year rather than regress, I think it's a win thing. Okay. And the Pirates have done that. I mean, you know, if they can get out of the cellar, which I think they can, I still think St. Louis is going to have something to say about everything in this division because St. Louis is like the Baltimore Ravens. They're like the Miami Heat. They're like the, you know, the Washington Capitals. If you don't put a stick for their part, that this team kind of finds a way to get in there. Yeah, they just kind of show up in the NLCS every year. Now, what they what with St. Louis... I, I, St. Louis was 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 winning ball games, and then last weekend they had a rough. They had a they had a bad call go against them. They had a guy get thrown out against the Cubs, and that led on Friday night, and that led into a bad weekend for them. Now, St. Louis, to me, if I was St. Louis, I would sell only because you can afford to sell in St. Louis. It's a it's a big baseball town. They love the team. They will always support the team. You can afford to kind of get rid of a couple guys, sell this year, be kind of be light sellers. You know, they're like the Mets. I think they should kind of. Maybe be light sellers. They're kind of like San Diego. Be light sellers. You know, don't don't dump everybody, but kind of be light sellers. Get rid of you know, like the Mets will get rid of a Robertson or like a a, a Tommy Pham, something like that. But don't get rid of the. I don't think anyone's taking Scherzer and Verlander anyway. But St. Louis well, was right there, and, and that division's up for grabs because the Reds. Let's let's be real. Nobody saw the Reds coming. Yep. You know? And the Brewers are the Brewers. And the Brewers are the Brewers. And the Cubs are trying to find themselves. But rumors are circulating. Scherzer can come back to the Dodgers. The Dodgers have already picked up Keki Hernandez from the Red Sox. So, you know, things are starting to move a little. Uh, we've also heard Nolan Arenado may be going to the Dodgers. The Dodgers need a third baseman. Uh, I've heard Cody Bellinger may be going to the Yankees. The Yankees need another bat. So this can get really interesting here. Um but the big question in New York is not so much the pitching and everything. What is champion uh, uh, Michael there, the, the the guy that won the batting title, man? Yeah, that yeah. guy. Is- yeah, McNeil. I mean, McNeil is just he's kind of he's, he's had a bad year. He was he was he, you know what it was? He had a Mets year. The, Mets, the the entire Mets had a bad year. Is what happened? I mean, it's just one of those down years. They're not a bad team. They got plenty of talent. Right, right. Let's be real. Now, Scherzer and Verlander—they were key pieces. This team was going to go as Scherzer and Verlander went, and it turns out that Scherzer got old. And Verlander—well, not only that, the, the key there is Alvarez. He's a hell of a catcher, you know. Oh, he's he great. He's a great and, catcher. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. The Pirates got one of themselves when they when they got two guys there within the Pirates: Andy Rodriguez and, and Henry Davis, who's got an arm from the outfield. They just don't want to put him behind the plate yet. Yeah, I mean, you put it, you have it, you know, when you have an arm like that in the outfit, and you, you, if he's got a good bat, you want to keep him 
kind you want to keep him away from behind the plate if you can because catching catches break down you know that that's what they do that you normally you don't get big hitting catches alvarez is an anomaly i mean alvarez has just been great he's been great this year he started off slow though i mean Everyone's has seen Alvarez now the last you know month and a half, kind of tearing it up, and he's raking all over the. He's hitting balls all yeah. over the ballpark and out of the ballpark. But the first two months that he was here, if they were ready to you know. Oh, he's not ready for the big time. He's not ready for the show. He can't catch up to the pitching. He's not ready. He's not. He's not hitting. But I had looked back and what he does. He he's a slow starter. So he does. He's done that throughout all of his his minor league career. He's just one of those guys that he doesn't really get it going until the end of May. But he did right, have a slow right. start, and they were they were ready to run him out of town here in in April and, and in in the beginning of May. But now he's you know he's done what he always does, and now he's come back and he's coming to his own. The kids, the Mets are going to keep the kids. Listen, Beatty's going to stay on the team. Um, Vientos, they just brought up. He's another big kid. But the problem what they do is the Mets are clueless because they bring him up. They brought him up earlier in the year, right? They brought Vientos. Mark Vientos is one of the big prospects down on the farm. They brought him up here and they sat him on the bench. They didn't play him consistently. And it, because of that, he didn't hit. So what did they do? They brought him up again this week, and they had a doubleheader against the Red Sox, and they sat him. And they sat him like, you know, I don't know. If, I haven't seen the lineup for tonight yet, but they sat him. And the Mets said uh, a couple teams apparently have been kicking the tires with the Mets on. Are they gonna? Are you guys looking to sell? What can we? What can we get? What's for sale? And the Mets have told them to to, to get lost. That we're not ready to sell yet. Which. To me, is ridiculous. I mean, it's just them. They want to keep the stadium full. They don't want to wave the white flag to the fans yet. They don't want to have their parking lot full of a, a tennis crowd in a couple of weeks walking a, across right. the street to the U.S. Open. But right. let's be real. I mean, look at the, the writings on the wall. You, you're not going anywhere this year. They just lost two out of three to the Red Sox. They're dead they're, they're team is what they are. Yeah, no doubt about it. You called it. You know, call it like you see it, and that's the thing. And when you look at their team, it, you know, this is a team – that's pretty much going into next year with with basically the same nucleus unless, you know, Steve Cohen opens up his wallet and spends some more money. I mean, there's I mean, can you imagine Scherzer and Verlander how much money they're owed? Well that's yeah, the, yeah that's the problem. Anybody anybody taking those two guys, the Mets are gonna have to pay at least three quarters of that cap. Exactly. And what are you gonna get? You're gonna get a couple prospects. You know, at that point, at that level, when you're doing something like that, when you're going to have to pay, let's say, $25 million for each of them to play somewhere else so you could get back a couple prospects, that just that's not worth it. Just have them pitch on your team then. No doubt about it. That's the way I would look at it. Yeah, that's the thing, because nobody's going to give you what you want, and you're going to be paying for them to play somewhere else. And somebody's gonna just play in the house money with those two guys. Yeah, and, and and to be honest with you, I don't I don't know why you'd want Scherzer. The guy gives up. The guy's a home run machine. It's like you know he he should have pitched to Alonzo in the in the home run derby. Maybe Alonzo wins it then. He gives up. He gave up. He gave up five home runs the other night. The other day to to the Red Sox. He's given up twenty two home runs. He's given up eleven home runs in his last five starts. He's just he's not. He doesn't have it. He's he's. He's old. He's old now. He got old. And what happened with Verlander is I think Verlander kind of laid it all out on the table last year. After the year after the Tommy John surgery, he was able to get it and then, you know, get a big year. And now I think he's paying for that big year this year. And he's been okay. He pitches tonight at Yankee Stadium. You know, they're, they're talking. They're, I've heard a couple people say, oh, they're, they're big game. Big, listen, this game doesn't mean anything. And I don't get wrapped up in the, in the Subway series. I'm not somebody who gets wrapped up in it. I, yeah. I, because I've seen the, the, the pinnacle of a Subway series is a World Series, and I've seen it, and we lost it, and you know I went through that whole thing. But 
you know, I'm just not somebody who gets all wrapped up in the Subway series. Now, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, no. it's kind of like this. I know we're we're on the baseball subject, but I can't believe the money that was spent on uh, Brown there in Boston. Three hundred four million. Are they crazy? This guy. I mean, what's going on in the NBA, man? With paying these kind of guys that kind of money. Well, the NBA. I mean, the NBA. The players run it. The players run it. The players get the coaches hired and fired. It's a players' yeah. league. It's a complete players' league. They, they, they. I don't. I don't like it. Just the way it is because they kind of what they do is like big players. Someone like Kyrie or Kyrie or like Harden. They'll ruin your franchise. You know, they will. They will ruin your franchise, and then they'll be like when it when it looks like when it's down and, the, and there's no more hope left. They go, hey, you know what? I want out of here. And then yeah, the team, yeah, and then the yeah. team placates them too. The team goes, "Well, you know what? How about um, we'll, we'll, we're going to try and get you wherever you want to go because they want to go with their buddies. They team up. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like in gym class or like when you were picking picking teams yeah. when you were a kid. Oh, wear a package. Yep. Me, yep, and, me, yep, and, me yep, and Mark, yep. me and Mark are a package. Yep. You yep, take me, no you take him. And that's not yep. really right. I mean, give me a break. You got to go. You're going to go there, and you're going to you're going to. Do it, you know? I got to go play with my buddies, and they run the league. No, well, no defense, too political, and that's the problem there with the NBA. Yeah, and, and they get caught, and then the the coaches don't stand a chance. If the, if the big player on a team says, you know what, I don't like this coach, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, Doc yeah. Rivers is one of the better coaches in the NBA. Gone. Well, that's why I've always liked and respected, and I got to get him on an interview one of these days. Is Pat Riley? He doesn't take crap from anybody. Uh, when LeBron wanted uh, Eric Spolter fired, he said, you can go back to Cleveland or L.A. or wherever, but we don't get rid of coaches here. We'll get rid of players. Yeah, and you know what? The, but, but there's not many guys that can do that. I mean, Pat Riley's in a, in a different class. You know, Pat, it's Pat Riley. It's Pat Riley. You know, it, it's not like Eric Spolster now. He might be able to do that. Eric Spolster is uh, very underrated, too. He's uh, like a top 10 all-time coach now with, yeah, with the championships yeah. he's had and everything going on. But uh, the, the, we're going to get to the NBA down the line. What are you doing bringing up the NBA? <laughs> I, 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 just, I, just, I know. we got like five, four or five minutes into this great show, and I'm bringing it up, but I just saw the $304 million, man. Now, uh, I, had bring, I had to bring the case to the front. Now, the, now the big news in the NBA today was Bronny uh, having cardiac arrest. Uh, LeBron's yeah. kid, and he went to the. He went. It looks like a Demar Hamlin type thing, and it seems like he's all right. I mean, I because you know he's like nineteen. He's like twenty, twenty. He's nineteen years old. Nineteen year old kids don't have heart attacks, you know. So yeah, that is sad. But, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, now the thing is, we, we've seen these things in the past. Like Hank Gathers, LMU. You know, does this flare up again? I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. That's that's what you going to look at. It's okay now. I understand that, but now let's look at long term. Does that scare some NBA teams? Yeah, I mean, you know what though? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. But what it is is it, we had the kid in Florida at Florida, Florida University who collapsed during the game a couple years ago. He got back. It was just a one time event, and he was drafted second round by uh, I forget who drafted him this year, but he got drafted. Second round. Now, LeBron LeBron's kid wants to play with his kid. I'm surprised this didn't happen after the Knicks took him, to be honest with you. But, yeah. I mean, but you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scary thing. I'm 19 years old, you're just dropping? I yeah, mean, that's well, scary. That, that is, 
Uh, you know what? Money comes and goes. Health is priceless. And Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when was, the last time the Knicks were relevant was when John Starks was missing shots. They could have gave Pat Riley a championship <laughs> there. <laughs> Pat Riley, yeah, Pat Riley should have won a championship here. I mean, yeah. the Knicks, right. They had a huge lead on Houston in Game 7 in, in 94 because it was the same year yeah. as the Rangers. And, you know, thank God the Rangers won because I'm, I'm a bigger Ranger fan than I am Knicks fan. But we got you yeah. for, for two more minutes, real quick. Um, the running backs. You we had mentioned that the, are you you had mentioned the collusion word. Now I don't think there's yeah. collusion. Do you think that there is collusion against these running backs by the NFL owners? Well, I think they're trying to change the mindset of the NFL. I, I do. I mean, we saw collusion in baseball, and at first everybody was saying no, 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 and then we found out there was collusion. Now they're trying to get rid of the running backs in the NFL. Look at all these guys. We've seen all these guys at Jacobs, and how come you know he's he hasn't been franchised yet? Well, let me. We've seen all these guys across. Now we have Saquon Barkley on a one-year deal. You know, in Pittsburgh, we're talking about the uh, you know Harris uh, talking about it. I mean, so uh, I, I will tell you this: you cannot win a Super Bowl without a running game uh, on your team. There's just no way. Who was the, who was the leading rusher last year for the Chiefs? Well, you don't know, exactly. right? You don't know because because he's, because he's irrelevant, right? Because right, it's an right, irrelevant right. position. You don't need it. That's you know, why. That's, that's why. That's why it's not collusion. Because you know what? These guys throw the ball fifty times a game. These guys. These guys. It's a quarterback league. It's a fantasy football league. It's a, it's an offensive league. You, the last thirty seconds of some of these games look like look like a basketball game. They're up and down the field. Oh, did they leave him too much time? There's 30 seconds left. That used to be like the Giants, the 86 Giants. I said this on my show the other day. The 86 and the 90 Giants. They would have, When I was growing up, they'd have the ball three or four times in a half, right? They'd, they'd score a touchdown. They'd, they'd do eight. They'd get a drive. It'd be, it'd be 12 plays, 85 yards, nine and a half minutes. That doesn't happen anymore. 30 seconds. Yeah, back then, back then in the days, you had the Walter Paytons, you had the Chuck Foremans, you had the Franco Harrises, you had the O.J. Simpsons. Exactly. I think what I think what you had, you know, you had uh, Craig in there in uh, San Francisco. You had big running backs even in Seattle. And now today, it's just kind of like they're they're trying to do it with the pass happy. Listen, I, I I'm not I'm not a big Chiefs guy, and I think the Chiefs snuck up on a lot of teams. I'm not a big Mahomes guy. Really. Too. Really? I, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, you know, they're trying to compare Mahomes to Tom Brady. Give me a break. The guy was in the league 25 years. This guy's won a couple Super Bowls in a few years. But he's also snuck up on some teams, too. The Jaguars were worn out in that playoff win over the Chargers. I mean, they have to go against both the Buffaloes and Cincinnati. They knocked each other out. So when you kind of look at it, they kind of snuck up. They had everybody at home in their backyard. The different in that the AFC is going to be a lot tougher. I don't think we're going to see the Chiefs back in a Super Bowl for three, four years. Wow! Well, there you go. That's a that's a that's a not a Mahomes guy, man. Oh man, I don't know. yeah, not a Mahomes guy. You, you know, now you you're, know a, you're obviously thing? a Brady guy, right? You're obviously a Brady. I like Brady, but you know what? You know what makes good sports talk, buddy? You and I, we we, we can stay consistent, and we don't waver, and we always stay consistent. You will always hear that from me. I'm just not a Mahomes guy. I mean, hey, listen, hey, listen, I'm not. I got nothing against you, but and I expect you to call me out on my BS. I'm going to call you out on yeah. your BS. You call me out on yeah. my BS. Listen, I, the best quarterback I've ever seen. I got one game to win. I got one game to win tomorrow with a gun to my head. I'm taking Peyton Manning over over Tom Brady. 
Well, Peyton Manning reminded me of Dan Fouts till he won a Super Bowl. Throw 5,000 yards but can't do nothing. Dan Marino, I love Dan Marino, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. But Tom Brady uh, in the clutch, I think he, he was better than Peyton Manning. There were some games Peyton Manning, I mean, just I, I, I just didn't see Peyton Manning being ever better than Tom Brady. I mean, look, at you got the comparison. Look at Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. Look at Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Can't compare because, but what Michael Jordan did, I think you know LeBron's done it more than water down. I'm a, I'm a LeBron guy. See, I'm a LeBron guy. Oh, see, this is going to be good. This is, this is why we got to have yeah. you because yeah, I'm a LeBron guy. You're a Jordan guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 like what people don't get is when you argue that I'm not arguing that Jordan's no good. When I'm saying when you're talking that level, who's the best ever? It's not okay. I I think LeBron is better than Jordan, but that doesn't mean Jordan is no good. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people well, take it. it's, it's like baseball too. You know, you you get some of those guys that threw two hundred innings. You know, uh, seventeen years like Burt Blylove and Steve Carlton, Nolan Ryan that yeah, took uh, seventy one no hitters into the seventh yeah. inning. You can't even get a pitcher. To throw seventy-one pitches and seven. No, that's the analytics. That's the analytics. Now we kept Mark a little more than we had to. We had some technical difficulties, so we had him audio today. The next week we're going to get this video straightened out. Mark, get. The, I know you got to do what you got to do. Thank you for joining us again. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. I and love that, you, brother. I love New York. I love you. I love everything about it. I can't wait for next Tuesday, and, and my friend. Now, now that I know, you know what your deal is with the with yeah, the you're going to load the, You're going to load the barn up. We got some talking to do, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks for joining us here today. Anytime, my brother. Have a blessed one. Thank you. All right, how about that? Um, thank you to Mark Mancini again. We had a little issue with the video, so we just went audio. Listen, he's a radio guy. I'm a radio guy. The the, the video's weird anyway, right? Um, so we went with the audio, and, and you know what? That now that I know that he's a where he stands on a couple of those issues, we got a lot to argue about, and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, good content. I'll tell you that much because <laughs> I have a feeling we have we have a lot of differences. As far as some things, and, and it, it, it's going to be it's going to be good. I enjoy talking with Mark every week. Mark, thank you again for coming on, and we'll talk to you next week. We'll do it again. Uh, so that's it. Um, listen, that that's the show for today. Uh, Mixler, we're going to be I'm going to be on Mixler after the Mets Yankee game. Ten thirty is what we're shooting for to go on. It's going to be live. We're going to um, I'll put the link out there for everybody. All you got to do is click on the link. At the time, it's at 10.30 is, is what I'm going with. So so click on the link at 10.30. It'll bring you right into the show. It's audio only. You'll be able to listen to the show. It's going to be a quick recap of the of the game tonight. Verlander and Herman from Yankee Stadium. They play tonight. They play tomorrow. Some people are still into it. They, they still fill the ballpark. So, you know, God bless them. I don't like the fact that they don't play the 19 times. You know, you, you kind of lose out on with this new schedule that the, where they play everybody is you lose out on – those divisional games, pennant race games at the end of the season. Um, the Mets, I think, play the Braves one more time. Now, that's irrelevant this year. But but going forward, that's not going to be irrelevant. Uh, the Yankees only see the Orioles one, one more time. The Rays, I don't think, play the Orioles again. And that's going to be a pennant race coming down. So, you know, you don't really get those... those you you got to pay. You, the price you pay for playing everybody and seeing all the teams... And and less travel and this and that. The price you pay is you don't get those divisional end of season matchups. Mets and the Braves, 
Yankees and, and the Orioles, Yankees and the Rays, you know, Cubs and the Cardinals. The Cardinals and Cubs don't play each other again. So it also makes it harder now to make up games. So you got to look at that. So, the, you know, you got to pay for it. You listen. There's a price to pay for everything. So it, it evens itself out. So enjoy the game tonight, guys. We'll talk to you on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R, after the game, 1030. I'll put the link out there. Just click on the link. It'll be on Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram, wherever we have our stuff. You know where it is. So join us then. There's a chat. You could you could chat. You could ask questions. Eventually, I would like to do some call-ins. We'll see if we get there. So I'll talk to you guys in a couple hours. Enjoy the game. Let's go Mets. Still, let's go Mets, right? It's always let's go Mets. It's always Yankees suck. So with me, that's what it is. So we'll talk to you guys in a couple hours. Thank you to Mark Bancini. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.